You're about to listen to a message from Every Nation Church Midrand, the place where people come to be changed and discipled to transform society. The presence of God and receive the life-giving word every Sunday at 6 p.m. Central African time. You can also catch us every week from Wednesday to Friday at 4 p.m. In over 200 countries with over 70,000 viewers per minute, we are taking territories and reaching out to the nations. Wherever you are, we'd love you to be part of it. SOTV, global stream casting for kingdom advancement. Hello, you're welcome again to Taking Territories and I'm here to bring the word of God to you. And this time we're starting a new series, uh, call it the call to discipleship. A call to discipleship, or the call to discipleship is a call that um, for every single follower of Christ, every single one of us, if you are born again, you are called to discipleship, you know. And um, if you don't know Jesus, Jesus is calling you to follow him. He's calling you to be his disciple. Now, what is a disciple? A disciple is simply someone that follows Christ and fishes for men and fellowships with the saints. Um, that's, this definition was coined by Steve Morrill, uh, president of Every Nation Ministries. And I'm telling you, this is a powerful definition. It's a powerful definition of discipleship. So we're going to, we're going to look at that definition and um, look, look, look at what it really means to be a disciple of Christ. The, so the call to discipleship, discipleship is the process, is the process of, of um, making people to be followers of Christ and who will also fish for men and also fellowship with the saints. You know, there are so many things that you hear today and uh, some people say, well, Christianity, I don't need anybody, I'm the church, <laughs> so, you know. And especially with the lockdown, we've, we've heard so many people coming up with all kinds of, um, all kinds of teachings and all of that. But uh, let me tell you something. Um, if you are a follower of Christ, if you are a follower of Christ, if you are a disciple of Christ, number one is that, you have to follow Jesus. He is the one that we follow, okay? He is the one that we follow. Not some great name somewhere. Not some popular, um, some popular uh, priest or some popular prophet or some popular teacher or great leader somewhere. Yes, thank God for great leaders. Thank God for prophets. Thank God for... Uh, rabbis and so on but I'm telling you the person you are supposed to follow is Jesus Christ okay it's Jesus Christ you can't you can't find anyone that is better better qualified to lead you than Jesus himself so Jesus taught us certain things and we are we call to follow him he told the disciples one time, he says, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. Follow me. That's what he said to, um, to, to the sons of Zebedee and also to Simon and his brother Andrew. He called them to follow him. 
to follow him so that he could make them fishers of men. So he is still calling today, I'm telling you. Jesus is still calling people to follow him. He's still calling people to follow him. And uh, it's important that we answer that call. And it's a lifetime call. It's not something you do for a particular season of your life. And then later on, you, you move to something more interesting. No, he calls you to follow him for life. You're called to follow Jesus for life. And uh, it's never boring following Jesus. So even if it gets boring, just follow, okay? Yes, follow Jesus. So discipleship is the process. It's the process whereby we make people followers of Christ. And it is also a process, part of that process has to do with fishing for men, where we make people to become fishers of men. And it doesn't end there, it also uh, culminates to fellowshipping with the saints. Fellowshipping with the saints is an important component to discipleship. Just like following Jesus is important. He's the one that, that, that um, uh, made, brought the body of Christ together to form the church. All right. So somebody said, oh, well, you know, I don't need to go to any church. I am the church. Hello. Have you read your Bible well? It says, do not forsake the assembly together. Of the saints as the manner of some is. Seeing that you, the day is approaching. The day of his coming. Don't be left behind. You know. So fellowship with the saints is important. Now because of the pandemic and all of that. We're not allowed to gather in many countries. Some places it's been relaxed a little bit and so on. But let me tell you even if. The law does not allow you to gather. You must still remain connected. Connected to the body. Connected to the bride. Connected to the saints. It's important. You cannot say, well, Jesus, I just love you, but I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I can't stand your bride. It's not, it doesn't make sense. All right. So you can't just say, oh, I love you, Pastor Eric, but uh, I just can't stand your wife. Then there's something wrong with you because the two are one. The two are one, then you can't just love me and not love my wife. There's something wrong with that. So some people have that, um, that kind of mindset. I love Jesus, but I don't love his bride. Yeah, then there's something wrong with your love. Your love is not complete because he came to die and he's coming back for his bride. He is actually doing everything to prepare his bride. And he is pouring a lot of his attention on his bride at the moment. So you can't now um, just uh, ignore the bride. Okay, don't do that. Yes, so discipleship is vital. In Matthew chapter uh, 28, verse 19, Jesus made the statement there. After the resurrection and just before his ascension, before his ascension, he came and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. All right? And then he now says, Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations. Make disciples of every nation, teaching them. To observe all the things that I have taught you. Baptizing them 
in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. And he says, Lord, I'll be with you. Yes, I'll be with you even to the end of the age. Yes, he is with us. And he says, he, he has commissioned us. You know, when somebody's about to die and he gives you some words, you know, you know how it is? People, people, take, um, people, people, people take the words of a dying man more seriously than all the words that he has spoken. Especially when he says, okay, I'm leaving now. You need to listen to me. All right? So Jesus, the words he gave before the ascension is the great commission. All right? It's a great commission. So, uh, the call to discipleship is important. We need to be reminded from time to time, this is what we are called to do. All right? So, now, let's break down. Let's, let's take the different components of this definition and work through it. All right? So, I'm going to share with you uh, aspects of following Christ. All right? So, a disciple is someone that follows Christ. He's a follower of Jesus Christ. What does it mean to follow Jesus? That's what we want to break down right now. To follow Jesus, because it's important that we're on the same page when it comes to, uh, to following Jesus. Because some people think that uh, following Jesus is uh, maybe, you know, just following some fat or whatever. Um, and uh, uh, I don't know what you have been told over the years. Okay, so people are caught up in all kinds of things. But let's 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 see what does it mean to be a follower of Christ. So discipleship, remember, is broken into three: follower of Christ, okay, fisher of men, fellowship with the saints. All right. So, but we're going to look at following Christ. There are three W's. I call them the three W's of following Christ. Alright. So if you are a follower of Christ, number one, how do you follow him? You follow him. The first W is his words. Okay? His words. You must be a follower of his words. What is he saying? What has he said? You need to follow his words. What do I mean by his words? I'm talking about his teachings. You must follow his teachings. Jesus is the greatest teacher that has ever lived. He's the wisest man that has ever walked the face of the earth. Wiser than Solomon. Okay, so his words are important to us. We need to follow his teachings. We need to follow his words. Alright? His words comprise of his teachings. Huh? They also comprise of different things. But let's look at some of his teachings. Let's look at some of his teachings. The teachings of Jesus. Yes. Because I know some people uh, some people made the mistake of saying that uh, the teachings of Jesus are actually not for us today. But um, we we need to live more in the epistles of Christ than in the teachings of Christ. Now, that is a very, very slippery uh, slope to get on. And uh, I'm telling you, don't listen to such people because this is the word himself, make flesh, talking. Huh? 
This is the word made flesh. Listen to your master. Listen to Jesus. You say, Pastor, how do we know, how do I know that the, 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 the teachings of Jesus relate to us today? Some people feel that the teachings of Jesus actually fall under the Old Testament. That is not true. Okay, because Jesus himself said the, 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 the law and the prophets were until John. You see, the law and the prophets were until John. In other words, the Old Testament stops with John the Baptist. That's what it, that's what it means. Where until John. Then after that, the New Testament starts. Although Jesus has not yet gone to the cross, but he, he has begun to teach about the kingdom of God. Remember, he comes, Jesus is the one inaugurating the kingdom of God. John the Baptist had been preaching, pre repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent, okay, preach rep uh, repentance, preach baptism and all of that. Baptism of repentance, really, to prepare people for Jesus, okay? Now Jesus comes and he begins to demonstrate the kingdom of God. He says, the kingdom of God is in your midst. Why would he say that? Because he himself is an embodiment of the kingdom. All right? And he brings a kingdom. So you cannot say that what Jesus brought is, is part of the Old Testament. No, 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 no. That's a mistake. Don't look at it that way. It ends with John the Baptist. Okay? So the teachings of Jesus are significant. If you're going to be a disciple, you cannot be a disciple of Christ. You cannot be a follower of Christ and not follow his teachings. So you want to be a disciple of Jesus. You want to be a follower of Jesus. Listen to his teachings. Let's look at some of his teachings. I want to, I want to read a few things in Matthew chapter 5. Listen, go study the preachings and the teachings of Jesus. Especially... Um, the Sermon on the Mount, that was a, uh, a, a powerful sermon that Jesus preached. And uh, it's re it remains relevant today, and it will be for forever. The sermon is relevant. Okay. All right. Let's look, at, let's look at a few things there in Matthew chapter 5. All right. Jesus, he, he comes now, and, and uh, he... He is teaching in verse, verse 3. He's, he's before the multitudes. And he says, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. That's a, that's a loaded statement. You need to take time and understand what he's saying there. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Then he says, Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the sons of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. All right. Blessed are you when men revile and persecute you and say all kinds of evil and, uh, and f falsely, f falsely accuse you for my sake. He says, rejoice 
and be exceedingly glad for great is your reward in heaven for so they persecuted the prophets who were before you now these are these are significant teachings can you imagine your life not with these teachings you, you, you'll be missing a major, major aspect of the kingdom of God if you don't have this as part of the pillars, foundation pillars of your life. Hmm? Look at something else that he says. He says, you are the salt of the earth. Come on, who has ever made such a statement? It's irrelevant today. It's relevant today. So as followers... Christ, if you want to follow Jesus, you need to follow his teachings. Follow his teachings. You are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden. What a teaching. What a teaching. Nobody has ever taught like this. Okay? Now, let me give you more examples. He says, he says, uh, he says um, verse 17, he says, Do not think that I came to destroy the law or the prophets. I did not come to destroy, but to fulfill. For assuredly, I say to you, heaven and earth will pass away, but one jot or tittle of the word will by no means pass. Okay. From the law till all is fulfilled. In other words, don't think that because I've come to bring, I've come to bring, uh, I've, I've, I've come with a new message that I have come to do away, to destroy the law and the prophecies. No. What they taught is still relevant. What Moses taught is still relevant. What um, Jeremiah taught is still relevant. What Isaiah taught is still relevant. What Ezekiel taught is still relevant. They are all relevant. All their prophecies are fulfilled in me. That's what Jesus was saying. Okay, I've come to fulfill those things. But more than that, I've come to bring other things to your understanding. Then he, look at what he says. Which is which, which, which to everyone who is a teacher of the word of God, you need to pay attention to this because this is a very significant statement that Jesus is making. He says, Whoever therefore breaks one of the least of these commandments and teaches men so shall be called the least in the kingdom of heaven. But whoever does and teaches them he shall be called great in the kingdom of heaven. So, Jesus is saying, listen, these things I'm saying to you, these things I'm teaching you, if anybody becomes a smart aleck and now starts teaching people not to obey my teachings, it's going to be the least in the kingdom of God. It's going to be the least. Then he says, the ones that do, that obey and follow these teachings, will be great in my kingdom. That's what Jesus is saying. So, my brother, my sister, you want to follow Jesus? You're a follower of Jesus? I'm telling you something. You need to follow his teachings, his words. Yes, his words. Follow his words. And you'll find so many things. I'll give you another example. He says, you have heard it this is verse 27. He says, you have heard it that it is said that to those of old, you shall not commit adultery. But I say to you that whoever looks at a woman 
to lust after her has already committed adultery with her in his heart. Come on. This is incredible teaching Jesus is bringing here. He says, you have heard it. Moses said, don't commit adultery. But he says, I'm telling you, now that I'm here now, I'm telling you that if you look at the woman lustfully and you don't even commit anything, you, you, don't, you don't go after her, you don't do it, just in your heart, he says, you're guilty of adultery. What a teaching. All right, so a, a, a disciple of Christ follows the words of Jesus. He pays attention to these things that the master is saying. And not to come up with some smart, um, smart revelation that will now undermine what Jesus is teaching. Please, don't do that. Don't do that. Like somebody said that, you know, Jesus would teach, taught, taught his disciples to pray, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven, give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our, our, our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us, lead us not into temptation, but leave us from evil. And somebody says, you don't need to pray that today as a New Testament believer. Are you kidding me? If Jesus taught it, it's good for you. All right? If Jesus taught it, it's good for you. I know there are other prayers you can pray, but don't put that of Jesus aside. All right? Don't put that of Jesus aside. So, what am I saying? If you want to follow Jesus, you need to follow his words, his teachings. And his commands and his principles, all those things are important in the life of a disciple. You must be committed to the teachings of Christ, the words of Jesus. Every single word of Jesus is important. Okay, we'll go on a break now. We'll come back and I'll share with you the other um, two W's of following Jesus. God bless you. Welcome back again. Yes, we're talking about the call to discipleship, all right? And we're majoring today on being a follower of Jesus Christ. What does it mean to follow Jesus? It doesn't mean to become religious. No, it doesn't mean to become religious. Uh, we, we're looking at the three W's of following Jesus. So the first W we've covered is following his words, okay, his teachings, his commands. He, gave, he spoke with authority. His words are spirit and they are life. If you don't follow his teachings, you will not have life. So you need to follow his teachings because his teachings have the power the enabling power for you to live the Christian life. So you need to be a follower of his words, a follower of his teachings, a follower of his commands, a follower of his principles, and even all the stories he told. Pay attention to them. Take time and go through them. Don't listen to the people who say that the teachings of Jesus are not for us today. It's not true. It's a lie. Okay?
Number two, W, about following Jesus. Um, not only should you follow his words, but you need to follow his walk. Yes, you need to follow his walk. What do I mean by that? His, his lifestyle, his example, you need to follow him. So, as you read your Bible, you want to be a disciple of Jesus, you read your Bible and you look at, if Jesus did it this way, I can do it as well. Alright? So that's being a follower. In other words, you are imitating him. You're imitating him. Paul said, follow me as I follow Christ. That's, that's good. Yes. Because even Paul, even though Paul never met Jesus physically, Huh? But he met him in the spirit and he followed him all the way till the very end of his life. And that's how we are also supposed to, um, to live our lives, to follow Jesus. Follow. Alright, so we want to follow his example. Follow his example. I want to read a scripture in John chapter 13. Alright, in John chapter 13. You remember in John chapter 13 when Jesus... Um, um, wash the disciples' feet, right? Um, he said. He said in verse verse thirteen. Uh, verse thirteen. He says, "You call me teacher and Lord, and you are right, for so I am. If I then, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet." You also ought to wash one another's feet. Okay? Then he says, For I have given you an example that you also should do just as I have done to you. So, part of following Christ is following his example. His example. He says, The Son of Man did not come to serve, but uh, come to be served, but to serve. Alright, so what is he showing us there? He's showing us an example of service. He's showing us, so you, as a follower of Christ, you need to look at things that Jesus did. How did Jesus live? His walk is important. His lifestyle, the kind of lifestyle he lived is important. If Jesus was prayerful, you should be prayerful. If Jesus was compassionate, you should be compassionate. If Jesus, um, if, if Jesus reached out to be a blessing, you should reach out to be a blessing. If Jesus, what example do you see in his life? Huh? If Jesus did not tolerate religion, you shouldn't tolerate religion. If he did not tolerate the Pharisees, you shouldn't tolerate the Pharisees. So it's safe to mimic Jesus. It's safe to follow his example. Safe. Absolutely safe to follow his example. Alright? So it's important for us today to make sure that um, we're not just being religious, but we're actually following Jesus. We're actually following Jesus. Why? He's our example. He's an example. You, nobody, should, nobody can condemn you for being like Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Nobody can do that. Remember, at the end of your life, you're going to stand before him. Okay. So, if Jesus did it, 
I can do it. Yes, if he, if, if, if he was a man that always, always gave honor to the Father, I will always give honor to the Father as well. Yes, so that's important for us. It's an important, um, uh, it's an important component of following Jesus. There are many ways to follow Jesus, but I'm just giving you three major ones, okay? Three major ones. You follow his teachings, and you follow his walk. So you're walking in the footsteps of Jesus. In the footsteps of Jesus. You, cannot, you might not see him physically now, but you can see him in the word. You can see him in the word. And if you see Jesus in the word, if you see Jesus in the scriptures, if your eyes are open and you see, you see him and you see the things that he did and you are able to begin to apply the same things in your life, guess what? You are going to have the same results that he had. So the challenge before us today is to become true followers of Christ not followers of a religion, followers of Jesus Christ. He is still calling people to follow him today. Hmm? Still calling people to follow him today. You can't be, you can't be more righteous than Jesus. You can't be more compassionate than Jesus. You cannot be wiser than Jesus. There's no way you can. So just follow him. He is your example. Your example. So think about how Jesus related to people. You know, um, a blind man came to him. says, oh, um, blind Bartimaeus. Oh, have mercy on me, son of David. Have mercy on me. And Jesus stops and says, what, should I, what, what can I do for you? He says, that I might receive my sight, if it be thy will. And Jesus healed him. So you see there that, oh, wow. Jesus responded like that. You can respond like that as well to situations. Okay? So that's an important aspect of following Jesus. Walk. Follow his walk. Follow his lifestyle. Follow his example. Okay? Then the third aspect, the third aspect of following Jesus is follow his works. His works. What do I mean? His deeds. Okay? So there is his words, which speaks of his teachings, and then his walk, which speaks of his lifestyle. Okay? Follow his lifestyle, but then his deeds. Follow his deeds, his works. Let's look at John chapter 14. The Bible, uh, Jesus, Jesus, makes, Jesus makes some... Uh, he makes some statements, okay? In John chapter 14, um, in John chapter 14, verse 12, he says, he says, He, verily, verily, I say to you, he that believes in me, the works that I do shall you do, and greater works than these, because I go to the Father. All right? So, part of following Jesus, a true disciple is looking to do the works of Jesus as well. So it's not just about following his teachings. 
although that is great, is not just about following his example, as great as that is, it's also following his works. His works. And that seems to be a missing component in the church today. We're not seeing enough of the works of Jesus. We need to see the works, the works of Christ. Christianity today seems to be void of the works of Christ. We have the teachings of Christ and it's a comfort zone because with the teachings of Christ, you know, you don't, you don't, well, once you, you, you can be selective. People select aspects of the teachings of Christ that are not offensive and dwell on those. And that's okay if that's where you are in your walk with God. But then, the example of Christ, his, 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 his walk, right? We, we want to live like him. We want to behave like him. Our behavior should be patterned after Christ as his disciples. But now, the works, oh my. So, now you need to start looking at the works of Jesus. And... Uh, I remember this story of a man of God. Years ago, he's gone to be with the Lord. He got saved, and he's a new believer. And he came across this scripture in John 14, 12, where just makes that statement. He says, he that believes in me, the works that I do shall you do, and greater works than this, because I go to the Father. And he goes to the pastor and says, Pastor, does this apply to me? <laughs> and the pastor says, yes. Oh, so whatever I just did, I can do. He said, yeah. The pastor, Jesus raised the dead. Does that mean I can raise the dead? The pastor says, yes, you can. And he tells the pastor, pastor, have you raised the dead before? The pastor said, no. But I can do it. He says, yes. He says, okay. And he goes. He goes and he is riding his bicycle throughout throughout the town, looking for, going from house to house, looking for a place where somebody has died. Is anybody dead here? No. Then he goes, next house. Anybody dead here? No. Next house. Anybody dead here? No. Next. And he kept going like that until late in the afternoon he comes to this house where a baby had just died. A baby had died. And her sister was there weeping, the weeping, crying. And he gets there. He says, anybody, is anybody dead here? They said, yes. And, uh, okay, where? And they, they took him to where the child was. And he saw the child. And he remembered how Jesus did it. He remembered how Jesus told, uh, told the, uh, in Jairus' house, how he sent the people out, okay? He told them to excuse him. And then he calls the child. And the child wakes up. Hallelujah. What a miracle. Yes. And he brings the child back alive. The child was dead and he handed the child over. That's doing the works of Jesus. That's doing the works of Jesus. That we need to bring that back to the body of Christ. We need to bring that back to our generation Doing the works of Jesus. Not just 
the words. Also, the works. The works of Jesus. So, you, you are you a follower of Jesus. Then you need to aspire to do what Jesus did. The deeds of Christ must accompany your Christianity. Otherwise, it's not complete. So you don't say you are a disciple of Jesus if you are not committed to the words of Jesus, if you are not committed to the, to the, to the walk of Jesus, his example and his lifestyle, and if you are not committed to the deeds of Jesus, his works. So you need to be committed to, to, to all three. That's how to be a follower of Jesus. One part of the works of Jesus is making disciples. Part of part of his lifestyle, rather, is making disciples. Part of his lifestyle is getting people together and teaching them about the Father. That is also part of the discipleship calling that is upon your life as a follower of Christ. You need to have people that you are. Showing the way you are leading to Christ. Everybody should have. Jesus had 12. Everybody should have at least. <laughs> you know, he had 12. Yeah, we know he had the three. Uh, he had James and John. Then he had the 12. Then he had the 70. Then, you know, yeah. Well, let's follow that example as well. That's an example to follow. But then we need the works. The works of Christ. We need the works of Christ as well. The works that I do shall you do. And greater works than this because I go so far. Let me read another scripture to you. Uh, still, about, still about the works of Jesus. Okay? This is now, this is in, um, let me see, St. John's Gospel chapter 5. Alright? In John chapter 5. Uh, the, the disciples, the, the Pharisees persecuted Jesus and they, 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 just, they were just upset. Jesus, Jesus upset the entire religious system of his day. And um, uh, verse 16 of John chapter 5, it says, For this reason the Jews persecuted Jesus and sought to kill him because he had done those things on the Sabbath. What was that? He healed somebody on the Sabbath day. And they wanted to kill him for that. Can you imagine? Being killed for healing someone on the Sabbath. Well, that's, that's religion for you. Yes. But Jesus, verse 17, Jesus answered them and said, My father has been working until now, and I have been working. All right? Then the Jews sought all the more to kill him because he not only broke the Sabbath, but he also said that God was his father making himself equal with God. So they wanted to kill him because he said God is his father. And of course, if you are a son of God, what does that make you? God, God will give birth to God. <laughs> that's, that's the logic, right? And they say, no, this guy is making himself equal with God. We need to kill him. But then look at what Jesus said. Then Jesus answered and said to them, Most assuredly, I say to you, 
the son can do nothing of himself but what he sees the father do for whatever he does the son also does in like manner for the father loves the son and shows him all things that he himself does and he will show him greater works than these that you may marvel this is this is amazing incredible so not only the works of jesus but there is also the works of the father so jesus is telling us that listen he's he's, he's speaking to this guy he says look at you guys all that i'm doing is what i see my father do so a disciple should have a kind of relationship with jesus whereby he's able to see what jesus is doing and he does the same that's what jesus has modeled to us that's part of the example of what jesus is, um, jesus has shown to us so if you are a follower of christ as a follower of christ you need to be committed committed to the words of jesus the teachings of jesus you need to be committed to the walk of Jesus, that's his example and his lifestyle, and then you need to be committed to his works, that is his deeds. I want you to pray to God that the Lord will help you, that the Lord will help you to be faithful, to be a faithful disciple. It's a call to discipleship. Every single one of us, everyone watching me, I'm telling you, I'm challenging you, God is calling you to discipleship. Everyone. You don't need to be a pastor to do these things I'm talking about. No, you don't need to be a pastor. You just need to be, you know, somebody that wants to follow Jesus. That's all. If you're called to follow Jesus, then all these things I've mentioned are for you. Okay? They are for you. They are for you. All right. So, I'm going to pray for you. But before I pray, I want, to, I want to lead anyone that wants to give his life to Jesus. You want to receive him into your heart as your personal savior. I want to pray for you. I want to pray for you. Okay? So just repeat this prayer after me. And then after that, I'm going to pray about your call to discipleship for everyone. So if you want to give your life to Jesus, why don't you just say this after me? Say, dear God, I thank you for sending Jesus to die for me. I believe in my heart that he is Lord. Right now, I open my heart and I say, Jesus, come in. Come into my heart. Make me a new person. Cause me to love what you love and to hate what you hate. Wash away my sins. Make me a new person. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Now I'm going to pray for you. And I want to pray for also every single one of us watching this. Just make a commitment to be a follower of Christ. To be a true disciple of Jesus Christ. Father, I thank you. I pray for my brother, my sister, all those watching me right now. Watching this broadcast. I pray, oh Father, that you do a work in their hearts. In the name of Jesus. Bring them to that place, oh Father, where they, it is crystal clear what it means to follow Jesus. Father, Jesus said, no one can come to him except you draw him. 
And Jesus, you are the one. No one can get to the Father except through you. Father, I just pray that you will do a work in our hearts and the hearts of every single one. Let them be drawn to respond to this call to discipleship. That we'll make disciples of all nations. We will be committed to the Great Commission. Help us, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Glory to God. Thank you so much for making time to watch this broadcast. I want to encourage you to share this with someone. Talk to people about Jesus and come to share the word with them. All right. We are here again next week. Talk to someone. Invite someone to, to join us next week. And uh, may God bless you real good. Amen. Thank you for joining us on Taking Territories with Eric Papatow. If you are in the Johannesburg area, join us for worship at Every Nation Church Midrand. For more information on our ministry, please visit everynationmidrand.org. SOTV, global streamcasting for kingdom advancement. This ministry has come to you live from Every Nation Midrand. For other life-changing messages and more information, log on to www.everynationmidrand.org.